Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is August 1st, it's 2019, and we have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Four games on the early slate, six games on the main slate. We are brought to you by FantasyDraft.com. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there, check them out, FantasyDraft.com. Sign up to the Roto-Grinders links. That way you get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft, plus you'll get access to any cool promos that we run with them. They have their rake-free DFS. You can go over there and check out all the details on that, save some money on rake, and um, play against less people for pretty much the same prize pools. And um, joined today, it's been a long time since he's joined me on the podcast, Pepsi7. How are you doing, my friend, Chris? I'm doing well, man. It's, uh, it's my season debut. Yeah, it's been a while here, but uh, happy to be back and uh, hanging out with you. Yeah, I, I know. I just realized, like, you haven't you haven't joined me in a while, but um, love talking baseball with you. I'm sure um, we could talk a little bit more baseball than body parts because you're not on with Dean on the on the flagship show where people usually see you. But um, <laughs> ready to talk some baseball and jump into these slates. Let's do it. All right, we start with Minnesota at Miami. Michael Pineda against Jordan Yamamoto. Um, any interest here in Michael Pineda? Oh, I think you have to. The early slate, I think he's probably your cash game lock. You could even consider him for uh, for GPPs, I think, as well. We know Miami is absolutely awful, especially versus right-handed pitching. They strike out a ton. We saw what Jose Barrios did to them tonight, a guy that's generally not a big strikeout guy, but uh, threw a gem, seven innings, 11 Ks there, I believe. So uh, Pineda has that upside. You know, his control has been fantastic. He's been pitching deeper in the games, generating a higher strikeout rate. I absolutely love Pineda. Um, you can certainly make a case for Zach Wheeler, who we'll get to a little bit later on. But uh, I think Pineda's probably your guy in all formats, considering that he's uh, a little bit cheaper than Wheeler as well. Yeah, I certainly don't mind him here. Um, you know, it's a pitcher against Miami. His biggest issue is home runs. Um, you know, gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact to righties. Going to be facing a lot of righties here. Has a 24.5% strikeout rate against righties on the season. But, you know, you think of this ballpark, I'm going to guess the roof is closed because it's super hot in my hot in Florida just in general right now. So I don't think on a day game they'd make their fans have the roof open here. But, um, you know, everything that Pineda struggles with this ballpark should help with. So um, certainly don't mind Michael Pineda. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, but, you know, he's certainly in play here. Uh, the other side of this game, Jordan Yamamoto allowed 11 earned runs over his last two starts. That regression is finally starting to hit him. I'm not a Yamamoto fan. Do you have any issue or interest in him in this start? Yeah, not at all. And I, I'm kind of with you. We saw the underlining numbers for a while. We knew the regression monster was about to rear its head. And, of course, as you mentioned, it David, 11 earned runs and three homers in his last two starts. Uh, the control's never been great. He's been walking guys. He's been getting hit hard. He was getting lucky. So, you know, the only thing that I like about Yamamoto is the ballpark. <laughs> I still don't think it's going to help him. We saw the Twins jack out a few shots here tonight. So this ballpark's not going to help them. The Twins, you know, one of the best offenses in baseball versus right-handed pitching. Uh, it's an easy fade for Yamamoto for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. We, we saw Arizona beat him up in Miami last time out. Like, I've been screaming this from the rooftops, and uh, it's finally starting to happen. Uh, just wish it would have happened with St. Louis when I stacked against him multiple times. But – 
Uh, let's talk some Minnesota bats here. Obviously, Kepler, Polanco, Rosario. Um, these guys are in fine positions here. What what piques your interest here for Minnesota? Yeah, it's mostly the lefties here. You know, um, you know, Kepler, Polanco, Rosario. As you mentioned, I give Rosario the edge as the best overall bat. Certainly, as a GPP one-off, if that's the route you're going to take. Uh, Kepler would be my number two there, and Polanco comes in third. Although Polanco had a weak position generally too there, and uh, I really broke down the slate, the early slate by position yet. But imagine Polanco is likely your best option at shortstop if you can get there. I do think the twin stacks in play, and perhaps with them being on the road, in Miami people will stay away from them a little bit. They won't garner a ton of, of ownership, but uh, easily those are the top three bats. I don't have a problem playing a guy like Miguel Sano either. And also note that Nelson Cruz, of course, likely misses this game as well as. It is in a National League ballpark. So really, um, the top four bats from Minnesota are loaded, and you can stack them as a foursome. I don't have to have anybody else in there, but uh, really one through eight, you could probably play all the Twins. Yeah, I like the Minnesota stack. We don't have, like, amazing stacks on the slate, and I think they're definitely a stack we're looking at here. Um, the Miami side of things, listen, Michael Pineda gives up home runs to righties. If you want to take a shot on, like, a Brian Anderson – you know, maybe like one of the power, like he's really the power righty here um, when we're looking at 206 ISO, 44% hard hit rate. I don't mind maybe taking a shot on Anderson on sites where, you know, you can play him in the outfield or whatever, like DraftKings, but he's pretty much the only guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can make an argument with a mini stack with a Harold Ramirez thrown there too, but I mean, you know, only to be totally contrarian because it's a four-game slate. I mean, I haven't played the Marlins all year long, and I'm certainly not going to start tomorrow. I'd rather play less lineups and fade the Marlins than get into a man, as many lineups just to get them in there. So, yeah, I mean, you can make the argument. He's going to be low-owned, but, uh, yeah, I don't think i got any interest in the Marlins here. I'm all about Pineda. All right, moving on. We got San Francisco Giants against the Philadelphia Phillies in Philly. Derek Rodriguez against Jake Arrieta. Um, any interest here in Derek Rodriguez? Absolutely zero interest in uh, Derek Rodriguez. Although the Philly offense isn't something we need to be afraid of, I just there's just no upside here, and I'd much rather pick on him than roster him. Yep, getting recalled. All the all the move movements around here. Uh, he's a guy that has really struggled with home runs this season. You know, even pitching half his games in you know San Francisco, has a 1.62 home run per nine on the road, allowing a ton of home runs to lefties on the road this season. So you know, might be a spot. We, we fall right back into the Bryce Harper trap, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Speaking of struggling with lefties, Jake Arrieta um, has really struggled with lefties this season. You know, we look at his numbers, 396 Woba, 219 ISO against lefties, 305 Woba, 123 ISO against righties. Tale of two worlds here uh, for Jake Arrieta. Do you have any interest here against the Giants? I think you have to have interest at some point. We need an SB2 if we're playing on Fantasy Draft and, and DraftKings here. And, and maybe you want to even do that on a single pitcher site like Fando just to load up some bats like the Twins, for example. But, uh, you know, it's a soft matchup versus a, a San Francisco Giants team that's not very good, as we know. Obviously, they get a bump with the ballpark. Um, and they're not a team that strikes out a ton either. So it's not a huge plus for Arietta, But it's a soft landing here for him to possibly cruise to a quality start. You mentioned his struggles versus lefties. The Giants can throw five lefties in a row at him. They can get six, maybe even seven in that lineup, but you're probably looking at six lefties. So it's not a great matchup. Uh, that being said, there's a few of these lefties that we're not really intimidated by whatsoever. So do I love Arietta? No. Do I like Arietta? Not really, but I do like the matchup, and it is a four-game slate. We don't have a lot of options down that lower to mid-tier, so I think I'm going to end up as uh, on him. 
in a few lineups as my SP2 because I just think of, you know, basically due to lack of competition. Yeah, I, I really like um, the Giants' bats. So <laughs> um, if for some reason the Giants roll out like a right-handed heavy lineup, which they could possibly do, um, I, I would probably shift some of that Giants' bat love to Jake Arrieta. But right now, like if Yaz is in there, Sandoval, Belt, Crawford, um, they just got Scooter if he's in there, or Panic. Like they, they have five, six potential lefties here. So if they roll out of the lefties, I don't really have a lot of interest in Arrieta and you know, as far as the Giants' bats go, I like the left-handed bats here, you know, starting with, like, a Brandon Belt. Yeah, I completely agree. Belt on the road hitting leadoff in that ballpark, a fantastic value industry-wide, and, and I'll play both sides of it. I'm going to have to get some Arietta just because, like I said, there is nobody down there that I like as an SP2, and if you want to get some twins, then it's going to be tough to do that if you don't go down with a cheapie like uh, Arietta. So, But I'll play in the lefties as well. Sanibal swing the bat well. You mentioned Yaz. You could see Panic or a Scooter. Uh, Stephen Voigt, even at catcher, if he's getting the start there. Uh, all those bats are kind of in play. And I don't know that San Francisco is going to be all that popular because people just don't like to play the Giants. So uh, their lefties are interesting, and most of them can be had for a pretty good discount. Yeah, on Vandaloo, still pretty cheap. Uh, DK and Fantasy Draft, they priced up these bats a little bit. But uh, still, like Brandon Bell, 3800 He's your cash game first baseman on this slate, in my opinion. Yeah. Go Going to the other side of the Philly side of things, like I like Harper a lot. You know, when we look at Derek Rodriguez, we know he struggles with home runs. Bryce Harper, we're going to hit one finally. Like Harper, Hoskins would be the guys I'd be looking at here on the Philly side. Yeah, that's where we're going to start. I mean, you know, I took Harper today as my top cash game play. I'm doing it again tomorrow. And, and part of that is because he's willing to draw the walks and still get on base. Yes, he's having a disappointing season, but he's still getting on base. And he's a reasonably priced industry-wide maybe even cheap on some sites. And uh, you're paying for a guy that could hit home run. You could also walk three times, score a couple runs. That's fine at that price point as long as he's getting on base. In GPPs, you can certainly say, hey, time to fade this guy till he wakes up. And in cash games, I think he's still a lock at his price point in this matchup. Uh, Love Hoskins as well. He's probably your GPP option if you're looking for the upside. But even guys like uh, Cesar Hernandez and, and Gene Segarra at the top of the order, I'm interested. Scott Kingery in the middle of the order. I'm interested there and uh, very interested also in the Philly stack. I think they're right up there with the Twins. Yeah, I like Adam Hasley too. Uh, um, he's a guy that's been hitting the ball well, 12 for his last 38. Again, has the platoon, has multiple hits now in three of his last four games. So he's another guy that I like here if he cracks the lineup. And he should bat towards the bottom of the order, which people get so weirded out about that. And I don't care if he's a good hitter. So um Mets and White Sox we got Zach Wheeler against Dylan Cease um any interest here in Zach Wheeler yeah I think you have to be I mean uh you know DeGrum for example tonight got off to a slow start but we watched him mow through this White Sox lineup again Chicago is awful offensively versus righties they strike out the second most in Major League Baseball versus righties they walk the least amount of times versus righties this is a this is a cupcake matchup for Zach Wheeler we know he's the capability to put up a monster game here and I think he very well could do that. So I have a lot of interest in Wheeler. And if I end up on Pineda in cash because he's a little cheaper, and the matchup's just as good, likely, um, then I'm definitely going to get exposure to Wheeler and GPPs. Yeah, I like Wheeler. Um, I like Wheeler just as much as Pineda. I could see maybe making a lineup with both of those guys for cash games or potentially using Dylan C's on the other side of this game. Um, talented young right-handed pitcher here. The Mets lineup. Really, honestly, nothing to be too scared of. You know, you got Conforto, you got Alonzo, but 
Cano is past his prime. He's not going to strike out. He's just going to hit ground balls to second base. But I think Dylan Seas is a guy that has some ability to get strikeouts. He has some good stuff. You know, he hasn't been great yet. Um, but this is a spot that I don't mind him. And I don't think a lot of people will play him here at 8,400. I agree. I really like Seas. This is a really talented young kid for those that don't know much about him. An electric arm. Big time strikeout potential. Uh, but he's had a lot of problems with control all the way to the minors and, again, in the majors here. The leash could be a little short. And, of course, all those walks pile up and, and make it tough for him to get out of the fifth inning a lot of the time. So just know you're likely seeing a cap at six innings, possibly five. Uh, don't love the price point on Fantasy Draft and DK, as you alluded to. On FanDuel, if you want to roll with dice, he's dirt cheap over there. But, of course, missing out on Pineda or Wheeler might not be the best decision. But uh, – I think he is viable as an SP2 and GPPs because the striker potential is there. And as you mentioned, that, that slap's really not all that intimidating at all. All right. Um, we move on to the last game on this early – or, no, bats. Uh, anything on the Mets? I mean, I think you can play both sides of this. Because the cease is bad control and he's still a rookie in the major leagues and didn't get a lot of experience at AAA, I think you can play guys like McNeil, tough out, multi-hit potential, Conforto and Alonzo both got home on upside. And I know Cano has been basically terrible, but he's dirt cheap. And we watched him bang out three homers a few games ago. So apparently there's still some life in him. So, you know, and even if you want to go to a catcher like Wilson Ramos, if he gets to start, he may not after playing tonight. Of course, it's a day game. But um, it's nice always to, to add a, a cheap catcher to your stack if you can to fill that position. But I think the Mets stack is viable if you're, if you're multi-stacking out there because really you can play both sides of Dylan C's, kind of like we talked about with Arietta. You can roster Arietta. You can also play some bats against him. It's just one of those slates when it's a short one. Um, I don't mind Alonzo. I don't mind Conforto, like McNeil, if I want to make it a three-man. Cano is really cheap if you're wanting to maybe play a Michael Pineda-Wheeler team. Maybe take the value on Cano. Get your five points and call it a day. Uh, as far as the White Sox bats go here against Wheeler, you know, Abreu – Maybe A.J. Reed, um, Jimenez should be in the lineup. Maybe some of those guys, but, you know, Moncada, Hurt, like, it's, it's, it's a good spot for Wheeler for a reason. Yeah, it's a pretty watered-down White Sox lineup here. They strike out a ton, as we mentioned. So, it's uh, – yeah, you could take a shot, I guess. It's a four-game slate. You want to be a little contrarian, take a shot at Jimenez or Abreu to, to have a home run, that can happen. But for the most part, I expect Wheeler to, to dominate these guys, and I don't have a whole lot of interest in the White Sox. I would certainly prefer the uh, Giants lefties over the White Sox, but I do like the White Sox over the Marlins, if that helps any. All right, we got the Brew Crew against Oakland, Chase Anderson against Daniel Megnan. Um, any interest here in Anderson? I don't think so. I mean, I guess the only thing you would consider is if you hate Jake Arrieta and it sounds like you're not too big on him, maybe you would go up to like a Chase Anderson if you feel a little better with that, the ballpark. He's a little bit better of a pitcher perhaps at this point because he doesn't have the splits that struggle. But I'm probably going to go area instead. So I don't think I'm going to land on Anderson, to be honest. But, again, I don't see myself playing more than two, three, four lineups in the afternoon. So I don't think that's enough to get to Anderson for me. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, like, as an SP2, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I think I'd rather play Anderson over Arietta. Uh, ballpark, you know, is definitely better for Anderson as far as just, you know, being large. <laughs> um, so yeah. as far as like allowing home runs, Oakland ballpark much worse um, for home runs than Philly. So 
I don't mind him here. Like, I don't want to jinx it, but Jordan Lyles is pitching pretty good. Uh, that game's still going as we're recording here, and I played him. So, don't mind Anderson. Daniel Megden on the other side of this game, you know, when we look at his numbers on the season, we know that, like, his biggest struggle is lefties, and he's facing a team loaded with left-handed bats. It's an easy pass for me. Yeah, he's just not a very good pitcher, and I, I have zero interest. Even as an SP2 on a, on a short slate, I, I have no interest. Um, bats here. I love the lefties. The Brew Crew lefties um, could be a little bit lower owned with this game starting like three hours after lock and probably not going to have the lineup before lock here. So um, I really like looking at some of these left-handed bats. I agree. I mean, Yelich is probably the top dog there. Mustakas is a guy I love. I mean, Thames is likely to crack the lineup because, of course, they've got the DH there right there in the uh, AL park here. Uh, Grandal fills your catcher spot nicely. A lot of nice things to like here. Travis Shaw's got some value. I mean, this is a guy that I've been playing all year long in the right matchups, just waiting for him to do something. He still hasn't. But, uh, again, he's dirt cheap. And, and like you learned two years, Stevie, when uh, when you're going to go with guys like Pineda and Wheeler or go with some expensive pitching, guys like Kanoa and Travis Shaw still make sense. Good old Travis Shaw, right? Um, oh man, Travis Shaw, he's still in our lives. As far as Oakland goes here, um, you know, when we're looking at Chase Anderson on the season, his biggest issue is power righties. So I don't mind maybe taking a Chapman. Chris Davis is still really cheap. We know his power, but the guy that I really like here, Pepsi is Mark Kana. Um, people just don't play this guy and he's really shifted from a lefty masher to home run or strikeout masher. You know, and Anderson, too, has kind of been reverse splitsy throughout most of his career, you know, a little bit, too. So, I mean, guys like Hanna and Davis are, are very much in play. I, I've got no problem with uh, a Chapman and Olsen either. They can certainly go yard. And I really kind of think both sides of these these teams are, are in play. But outside of Chris Davis, for me, I mean, Chris Davis is a great one-off. He's still dirt cheap. We saw his back come alive a little bit. Uh, I think I either stack Oakland or I'm okay fading Oakland outside of Chris Davis for the most part. I think that's my read right now. All right, we move on to the main slate. Um, we get started here with Toronto at Baltimore. Trent Thornton against Asher Woji. Um, any interest here in Thornton? I do a little bit. And I, and I think because, again, like kind of the early slate, the late slate or main slate here doesn't have a lot of cheap options to like. And, I, and you know, Baltimore is still not a very good offense. Uh, Thornton has shown some ability to have some big games with strikeouts. By no means is he a good pitcher, but I think in this matchup, he could generate five or six strikeouts and maybe throw a quality start. Um, so I do have some uh, interest a little bit there. And again, it's mostly due to the fact that there's just not a whole lot to like in the lower tier. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we get like news on pitch count um, through, you know, 50 pitches last time out, went on the I.L., um, so it'd be interesting to see if we maybe get some pitch count, maybe, you know, ends up closer to like, you know, 80 here if he's pitching well. So if he's pitching well, I could see him going around 80 pitches. Uh, he put up 25 fantasy points against Baltimore earlier this season. He has the upside and, you know, you kind of nailed it. We don't have a ton of options down here. Um, you know, with Brandon McKay facing Boston, like, you know, some of the options that are talented down here just have tougher matchups. So. You know, Anthony Descofani against Atlanta, Luke C against Dodgers. So I, I think by default, you know, we're going to have some interest here in Thornton because it's 2019 and it's the year of the hitters. So, um, you know, Woji on the other side of this game, any interest in him? 
I mean, Asher Wojciechowski, I mean, this, this guy was fine in the minors, but nothing special. He got beat up in the majors. We all thought he was a gas can, and look what he's done recently. So, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to buy in a bit. I watched a little bit in both of his last two starts. A lot, and that start we went crazy against Boston, going seven and a third shutout, striking out ten, because I had a lot of Red Sox. That kind of killed me that day. But um, I don't know if he's this good or legit. I mean, I mean he's at least above average now. We know that. Is he going to be a very good pitcher? Maybe he is. But uh, So, again, I think you've got to have some interest here. The, the Blue Jays lineup is young. It's more talented now, but it's still young and still inconsistent. You know, we've seen some pitchers have some big games there, and he's another option, that lower tier, that has the potential to do what he's been doing the last three starts. So, yes, I'm interested. I'll probably play both sides of this start here, but Wojciechowski may not be a gas can. He might be developing into a pretty good pitcher, and there is potential at his price point. Yeah, and we look at the lineup that they rolled out, like Toronto rolled out on Wednesday, and, you know, that team had a 25 – that lineup had a 25% K rate against righties. So, a lot of strikeouts towards the bottom of this lineup. Um, if, you know, Brandon Drury's back, McKinley, McKinney, McKinney is back. Um, so, it would be really interesting to see, you know, what this lineup looks like in general because there could be some really good strikeout upside. And, you know, that process of elimination thing that we were just talking about with Thornton on the other side of this game, like there's just not a ton of options down here. So I think that, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of upside from him and he's faced two really strong opponents and done well. So young team, Toronto's young, Um, you know, very, very talented young team, but a lot of these guys are a year or so away from being, you know, where they need to be in the major league level. So a lot of free swinging here. I definitely don't mind Woji. Um, any Toronto bats that you like here? Yeah, like I said, I think you can play both sides of it. You know, you got the kids here. Bichette, Biggio, Guerrero, all these guys have uh, big game upside here. Smoke and, and Gritchick, the veterans have home run upside. So I think it's a situation where I'm going to roster Wojciechowski and I'm also going to stack Toronto. Maybe not pick out a bat or two from Toronto. I mean, there's value to be had. Certainly we can play a Bichette or Guerrero where they're cheap. Uh, but in general, I think my theory is kind of like the open idea. I'm going to uh, either stack them or fade them, and that's probably what I'll do. I'll definitely get a J stack in there as well, but I will be using Asher Wojciechowski as an SB2 in maybe even my cash game lineup, I think, tonight, and definitely some exposure in GPPs. Yeah, you, you, know, you talked about it. Um, Gary L being banged up, you know, we really should get the three young guys right up here at the top, you know, Biggio, Bichette, and Vlad. Um, so makes for an interesting, like, three-man on top of another stack. Um, if you're not playing Woji, uh, the Baltimore side of things here, you know, Thornton is a guy, um, when he struggles, can get kind of beat up. Um, it's just like when you're looking at it, yeah, he struggles at lefties. Like, I guess maybe we play Jonathan VR who's been super hot, maybe Anthony Santander. Um, but it's not like you're super worried about the lefties that are in this Baltimore lineup. No, you're not. And, I mean, you could certainly make a case to stack the top three. VR and Santana, as you mentioned, you can mix them in CD there just because he's got the home and upside. The Jays' bullpen's not great. We've seen Thornton implode just as well as we've seen him have some big games. So, again, like we talked about, you can play both sides of that. You can roster both these pitchers. You can, attack the, uh, you can attack the pitchers as well. But I don't think we need really anybody other than VR, maybe Mancini and Santana here. And it's, uh, it's, it's a way you could go, but there is uh, – there is kind of a lack of offense on this slate as well. We've got a lot of good pitching, even though it's not in the lower tier. So um, it's not a bad option to go to Baltimore because as we go through these games, we've got some pretty good pitchers here. So it's, it's not like there's a lot of stacks or bats we have to have. Houston at Cleveland. We have Garrett Cole against Danny Salazar. Um, 
man, what a move by Houston. Zach Greinke, trade deadline day. Um, Shocker. Yeah. Like, like they needed to be any stronger, right? <laughs> well, I think they're the favorites to win the World Series now. I mean, they did need some pitching because they had a few guys they weren't sure were coming back and whatnot, but that's a pretty good one, two, three punch now with Verlander, Cole, and Granke. I love that. And, and speaking of Garrett Cole, I mean, the matchup's not ideal with Cleveland here. We know they can be patient. Uh, we know they don't strike out a ton. They should have Fernando Reyes in the lineup. They like – well, they could have Puig, I guess, if they haven't uh, decided on a suspension from him yet or if he appeals. So it's a much deeper lineup as well. But still, I think Cole is very much in play. I don't know if you have to have him necessarily tonight in cast games, but I, I still think he is uh, – if he's not one, I mean, he's one Ada Kershaw, and we'll get to him later on. But uh, because um, of the lack of the lower tier here, um, yeah, I think that Garrett Cole is a guy that I still want. I'm definitely going to play my GPPs. We saw what Verlander did going seven and striking out 13 Indians, and Cole has a better strikeout rate. Um, so, I mean, this is the guy that's capable of having a, a, a big game as, uh, as Verlander did. So, I don't love the matchup, but uh, I think Cole's very much in play in all formats. Yeah, and the interesting thing, you know, when we're looking at Cole, over his last 10 games, he scored at least 20 fantasy points in nine of those games. Like, if we're just looking for a guy that we know has 40-point upside that's likely going to get us somewhere between 20 and 35, like Garrett Cole signed me up 11-3. Kershaw being so much closer in price. Um, like if Kershaw was 10K and not 10-7, like we're debating on this. But for me, it's Garrett Cole today. Um, I, you know, you can always argue Kershaw, and we're going to talk about him when we get there for sure. Uh, but yeah, Garrett Cole is the guy for me today. There, there's just no doubt about it. Um, Danny Salazar making his first start, I think 2017, right? Like he got yeah. hurt and he's been out for a while. Um, yeah. Floated around this season in AAA. He's been pitching a little bit in AA just to kind of, you know, get some innings under him. I don't expect him to pitch deep into this game. Like we we don't have a pitch count on him yet, but. Like, he hasn't pitched deep into his rehab starts, so I don't really expect him to go too deep here. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, 2017 ALDS, the last time we saw Salazar there. So it's uh, it'll be interesting. And he mentioned what he's been doing in the minors. He's actually been dominant in the minors as well, so it looks like yeah. he's all the way back. The velocity's there. Uh, strike at the walk rate has been very good. So it's just a matter of him getting back into Major League Baseball arm shape, I guess you could say, and getting those innings under his belt. But I agree, there's going to be a short leash here. Cleveland's not going to push him. I don't think he went any further than five and a third in any minor league start. So I think we're looking at probably, as you say, maybe 80 pitches, 85 at the very most, and maybe five innings. And when you're doing that against the Houston Astros team that's absolutely loaded and very difficult to face, there's really not a lot of upside here. The price point is pretty good. You know, Salazar's not a guy choosing the mid to lower tier. But even at that price point, I, I just don't think I'm going to go there. I think it's a wait and see for me, even though I know he's been pitching well. This is not a matchup that's going to really help him whatsoever. So, you know, we did, though, talk about the fact that there's very few options down there. So I guess I wouldn't be surprised if I ended up rolling the dice on one of the GPP lineups and throwing a Salazar Cole out together. But uh, at this point, um, he's not a guy that I really want to target just yet. Yeah, and I'm seeing um, multiple reports say around 70 pitches. So Yeah, that's, yeah so that makes me uh, like him even less. So, yeah, I, just, I think it's a safe wait and see. And uh, he's just not going to throw enough pitches for that price point to uh, to warrant any upside. He's facing a team that just doesn't strike out. Like Houston, you know, we could talk about, you know, being the World Series favorites, but this lineup is just loaded. They don't strike out a lot. 
Um, any Houston bats that you like here? I mean, it's tough because the bullpen behind Salazar is fine. If they're in that game, I mean, the toughest part about Houston now is when you decide to stack them out, they're getting pretty much healthy. They're just, they have like eight batters that you can stack and it's like, who do you go with? So I expect Salazar, you know, as you mentioned, 70 pitches, maybe they get some four or five innings. I expect them to be good innings. And so I'm not really in love with Houston, and I don't even really know how I would attack Salazar. It's not really reverse splitsy. Um, so, I mean, you could always start with the lefties. Brantley's a pretty safe option. Bregman's a stud hitter. But I don't know if I want to pay their price. Certainly not in cash. I don't think it's necessary. I don't know if we'll be stuck in Houston. And, again, it's one of those things where, well, a guy hasn't pitched in a long time. It makes sense. But he has been pitching in the minors, and he's been dominant. And I expect him to be at least good, if not very good. So I guess I'm not on Houston's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know if I really want to play them that much here. Um, like the the problem here with me for Houston is pricing. Like if right. I had to stack Houston, I'm playing like a Thornton Woji team, and I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. I, I probably will have a couple teams with that, but I don't know if like I want to do it a lot. So um, and like there, there's not a really like there's not really like a secondary way to do it. Like you're probably playing those two pitchers if you're paying these prices for Houston. So. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, what, what hitters do you go with? I mean, they're all expensive, and there's eight of them. So it's very difficult. It's almost like I want to stack them two or three ways to make sure I have all the bats covered. And that's how I do it. And, and they're facing a good pitcher. They're priced for the roof. And I don't really want to spend two or three laps multiplying the stack. So it's just – it's very tough to narrow down the Houston bats as well. Uh, the Cleveland Bats, you know, you can always target a one-off against Carrick Cole. It's really hard to figure out which one it's going to be. Like, maybe Santana, maybe Ramirez would probably be the two guys that I would take shots on as one-off for home runs. Because Cole usually will give up a home run or two. So, I don't hate it, but um, that's kind of it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you then. you got to guess the home run, too. A couple nights ago, it was Lindor. Uh, the night before, it was uh, Ramirez. Tonight, it was Carlos Santana. So, you don't really know where it's coming from. I guess a shot on Fernando Reyes makes sense. He's pretty cheap on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings. Um, I don't know his prices on Fernando. I'm going to look at that while I speak here uh, just to get an idea. Yeah, he's cheap there too. So I guess if you're taking a shot on a home run, uh, maybe Reyes makes sense for his value. Um, but uh, in general, obviously Cole is not a guy we like to pick on either. All right, moving on. we got Tampa at Boston. Brandon McKay against Andrew Kashner. Um, any interest here in the young lefty from Tampa? I mean, the kid's talented. Again, kind of like Dylan Cease. We know he's a talented young pitcher, but, man, this is just so tough. You know, in Boston against the Red Sox lineup is uh, really not where I want a roster guy. The price point is great, but Boston, very similar to Houston. They don't strike up much. They're patient. They're full of power. Their lineup is very deep. Um, I just can't see myself going there. I think I'd have to make at least eight plus laps before I want to go down to McKay just to be different, you know, considering Wojciechowski and Thornton are there. But again, our best option, our second best option might be Thornton, which tells you how weak it is down there. So I, I get there's some merit to playing him. I just don't think I'm going there in Boston. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can do it. Like this team's rolling right now. They're probably one of the hottest teams in baseball. They didn't have a great Wednesday slate, but don't think I can do it. And then Andrew Kashner, Tampa's one of my favorite stacks on this slate. Like, I'm not playing Kashner. I still don't understand why we traded for him. It's very frustrating as a fan. 
Well, I mean, it didn't cost you much, and he's capable of limiting contact, I guess, and show some innings. But, uh, yeah, for lack of a better term, I must agree, he does suck. So I, I'm not playing any Castro here tonight either. I'd certainly rather pick on Castro than play him. I will say, like, he's using his changeup a lot this season against lefties. He's generating more soft contact and ground balls than he has in the past. But, you know, this lineup's very left-handed heavy. But this is just a game that I want bats from. Like, I want bats from both sides of this game. We don't have a ton of options for bats in the slate. Like, just give me bats from this game. Um, let's talk Tampa bats. Like, you know, Troy is back. Nate Lowe um, is back. Austin Meadows. Like, there, there's plenty of bats to choose from here in Tampa. Yeah, and all three of those guys, as you mentioned, are lefties and, and probably the top uh, three bats here. And, uh, you know, again, the catcher spot, if you really want to pay up, you could go to Darno. Tommy Fan is, is decent in this ballpark because he's got the monster to hit off of there too. So lots of Tampa Bay options, and I'm very interested in them as a stack as well. Matt Duffy, yeah, plenty, plenty of bats. I like the Boston stack on the other side too. Bet Xander, uh, J.D. Martinez continues to stay hot right now. Whatever was bothering him, whatever was wrong at the plate, he's definitely corrected it, and um, he's crushing right now. Probably my top overall hitter on this slate uh, for the second straight day. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I mean, it's certainly in terms of a home run upside. Again, McKay's a talented pitcher, so with the, the Red Sox get really stacky, I may not play a ton of them, get a couple in there to be safe, but um, – you know, in general, you, you got to like Boston, and uh, that's the bat you mentioned. It's Betts, it's Bogarts, it's Martinez. Sam Travis, assuming he gets the call again, another cheap option that you could show in there if you're looking for a cash play or even just a, a value play in your GPP lineups. All right, we got the Cubbies and the Cardinals. John Lester against Jack Flaherty. Um, any interest here in uh, good old Lester? You know, I think I'd rather pick on Lester than, than start him here. I mean, I know the Cardinals haven't been great offensively. They're, they're much better versus lefties, though. They can get pretty right-handed, obviously. And we've seen guys like uh, Goldschmidt, O'Neill, and, and DeYoung kind of wake up of late. So uh, I've got no interest in Lester. I've been down on him for a long time here now. So I know he's still capable of going out there and throwing that quality starter gem. But uh, I prefer the Cardinals' bats here tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the Cardinals' bats. Um, as far as – you know, Jack Flaherty on the other side of this game, you know, this game, Flaherty is a guy that's so hit or miss. It, it really just, you know, he's so good against righties and he's so bad against lefties. It's so hard to talk about Flaherty before we really, like, see what this lineup looks like because if there's a bunch of lefties in here, like, he's not a great play. If there's a bunch of righties in here, like, we can make an argument for him. Yeah, and his price point remains uh, remains reasonable too. You know, he's kind of almost a no man's land if we get a solid left-handed Cubs lineup, like you said. It leaves you thinking, hmm, do I want to pay up here from SP two with him, or am I going to go all the way down to a Wojciechowski or Thornton sort of thing? So I'm not sure. He's a guy that I think I'm going to get at least one lineup exposure and a GPP too. I think he's capable of being an SP two in cash, especially if that lineup comes out with only a couple of lefties in it. Maybe you see just. Uh, perhaps Rizzo and Schwarber, and maybe even Hayward is a guy I'm not really too afraid of. But uh, with the addition of Castellanos, you could see Hayward lose some time here if, if Castellanos gets in that lineup. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's one of those things where let's look at the lineup first because he's kind of a no-man's territory with his price point depending on the lineup. Um, as far as the Cubs' bats go, you know, Rizzo, Schwarber, the lefties here, you know, you want, you want lefties against Flaherty. Yeah, I think that for me, I don't think I want to stack the Cubbies. Rizzo's a one-off, sure. Uh, Schwarber, even if he's batting lower, depending on the price and the site you're on, I'm fine with it. Hayward's not a guy I have to have. And right now, with Schwarber being that low, 
I don't really want to mini stack them either. So for me, it would be a Rizzo or Schwarber one-off. And uh, other than that, uh, I think I prefer Flaherty depending on the rest of that lineup. Um, and then the Cardinals side of things, I like the Cardinals. You know, we look at this lineup, Goldie is super hot and he's facing a lefty. We know the damage that he can do against lefties throughout his career. Um, what do you like here for the Cardinals bets? Yeah, you can really like anywhere, one through six, really. But uh, Goldschmidt's the guy here. Jose Martinez, a bit of a lefty mash, as we know he's pretty cheap. Of course, he's also pinch hit risk. But if you're stacking them, you throw him in there along with O'Neill and DeYoung. That's probably where I would go as a four-man stack there. You could throw Tommy Edmund in as a five-man if you really wanted to. Uh, he's a switch hitter there. But uh, for the most part, it, it's Goldie, O'Neill, Martinez, DeYoung. Those guys have the home run upside. I would say that I like them. I don't love them because Lester's still not a guy that's getting lit up a lot. But um, I do like the Cardinals. And, again, we talked about the lack of offense on this slate, which will probably lead me to liking and stacking the Cardinals more than I normally would versus John Lester. Yeah, and don't forget about Weeders. If he's the catcher here, he's a switch hitter. But his power numbers have always been really good against lefties. And, like, he doesn't have a ton of at-bats on the season. He has nine home runs. He has three home runs over the last ten games. So don't forget about Weeders if he's in there. He's 3,400. Nice little cheaper catcher. Um, Cincinnati at Atlanta, Anthony Desclafani against Max Freed. Um, any interest here in Desclafani? I mean, I like him and I played him quite a bit this season. It's worked out well. I've always been a fan of his. It's nice to see him kind of take the next step, but this is just such a tough matchup versus Atlanta. The price point on him is still pretty good. You know, considering the fact that he's been uh, pitching quite well, I just don't like to pick on Atlanta. And again, I think it falls in the Brandon McKay category where, if I make enough lineups and I want to get off of Thornton and Wojciechowski, who I expect to be my two most popular SP2s, I'll likely get into Discofani depending on the laps I make. And I probably prefer Discofani over McKay, even though he's a lot more expensive, you know. Um, and, um, and McKay's got probably more strike potential, perhaps. I just think that Discofani is a better pitcher at this point. So I don't love it, but with lack of SP2 options, he probably makes it into a GPP lineup or two from me. Yeah, it, like he he a lot like Flaherty. If this lineup comes out left-handed heavy, um, you know, I don't really have a ton of interest. If this lineup is right-handed heavy, I have some interest. They have a, a nice mix with Albies, Freeman, McCann, um, Inciarte, Camargo. Probably not going to play a lot of Descafani. Um, very good against righties, struggles against lefties. Um, it's going to be 85 degrees in Atlanta. You know, really good hitting weather, so – uh, don't love it. And, you know, when we look at this lineup, it's going to be really interesting to see what the lineup looks like for Cincinnati today. You know, Puig's gone. Um, you know, they, they they might have to leave these lefties in there. Like, maybe Dietrich plays with Scooter gone. Like, Van Meter might have to play. Like, Winker might have to play. But we know Votto's going to be in there. Like, Max Fried might be the guy today for me um, if I'm not paying up for Garrett Cole. Yeah, and the price point's excellent as well. You mentioned you know, Puig's out of there now. with the, the 5800 Sorry, I didn't realize Max Freed was that cheap. Like, yeah. I'd tell you who my SP2 is for cash games. Yeah, no worries there. But, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he is quite cheap. And it's, it's, it's not the best matchup. But, um, as you mentioned, it's a little bit of a watered-down Reds lineup. They lost Puig. There'll be a few lefties in there. And even some of these righties that we're really afraid of. You know, Iglesias, Philip Urban. These are not power hitters that we need to be really afraid of. So, Freed's definitely in play as an SP2 in cash and in GPPs. I still think I'd like to get to Wojciechowski just because he's shown the ability to be very good, and I'd like the lineup against Tron a little better. But I've got no problems with Freed in any format, and at that price point, it allows you to get some big bats in there. Now, again, it's a slate where I don't love the bats, which is also why maybe I lean Wojciechowski. 
But um, yeah, I certainly have no problems with Freed. And I think that depending on the lineup, he might be just as good as option as, as Thornton and he'd get a discount on him. I didn't realize he was that cheap. Um, people that listen to the podcast every day knows I don't look at pricing until I start, I start to break down the slate and um, I don't look at it when I'm researching. And I was looking at this lineup earlier today for Cincinnati and just looking at how they perform against lefties this season with the lineup that potentially could be out there. And uh, if this lineup rolls out there where they have four lefties in there, like just give me freed at that point. Like I know he's been struggling, but he has 20 plus point upside. He's, he's a talented young pitcher. He's not going to pitch too deep into the game, but it's 5,800. Give me 15 at that price. and I'll be super, super happy. Yeah, and you think he should be able to put that kind of number up there. The price point, again, as you say, may dictate that he's quite popular. But, uh, yeah, I have a tough time arguing with that. He is very cheap, and he's certainly capable of putting up an easy 12 to 15 points. Um, yeah, what are we looking at here as far as bats for Cincinnati? Um, Suarez and Senzel, right? Maybe if Irvin's in there, I don't know. Is he even up with the team right now? I believe he is um, up with the team. So, I mean, Irving could, could have a great spot in the order. could be cheap as well. But, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think you're looking at Senzo. You're looking at Suarez for sure. And that's kind of a, about it. It's kind of like the Cubs for me, too, and the fact that I'll take a one-off maybe with one of those guys, but I don't really like the Reds in general, nor do I feel like I need to stack them. So, if I'm not on free, it's probably just a, a one-off with either Senzo or Suarez. <laughs> I just – I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's just – man, this lineup could look really bad. So, going to really have to pay attention to see what that lineup looks like. As far as the Atlanta bats go here, we want the lefties against Descofani. Albies batting second, still pretty cheap across the industry from when he was struggling. McCann, um, obviously Freddie Freeman. Enciarte. Like, Enciarte is loving the opportunity to get playing time again. Like, he's running. He's getting on base. Like, you know, you're not playing in Ciarte for home runs, but he's a guy that can get on base and steal you a bag. Yeah, he can do it multiple ways. And he can hit one out, too. He's got a little bit of pop, but obviously not known for the home runs, as you mentioned, but he can do a little bit of everything here. Um, the Braves are interesting because, again, we don't love a lot on the slate. There's not a lot of offensive spots to go to. So I think the Braves would be a little contrarian. You mentioned the lefties. That's obviously how we attack the Scalfani. But, I mean, Donaldson is on fire. Alcuna is an absolute stud. I mean, these are two righties that you could easily play in that lineup as well. I think you have to include both if you're stacking them. So, you know, it's an interesting stack. What I like most about the Braves is that Acuna, Elbies, Freeman, Donaldson. It's an easy top four. On Fanduel, you can only play four. Obviously, you can have McCann on Fantasy Draft or, or DraftKings, but you don't have to worry about how deep the lineup is, like like a team like Houston that we talked about. So, um, yeah, I think you can play the stack. Am I in love with the stack? No, I think Discofani is going to be fine. But there's going to be runs scored somewhere, and uh, they're going to be hard to find tonight. So I'm perfectly fine stacking the Braves up in one of my lineups. Yeah, and if, if that Tampa-Boston game starts to get popular, I think, you know, Atlanta-St. Louis is good pivots off of that game ownership-wise. So I agree. And even Baltimore and Toronto we talked about too. That game could go either way as well. All right, we got San Diego. We got the Dodgers. We finish off the slate with Joey Lucchese against uh, Clayton Kershaw. Um, any interest here in Lucchese? I mean, it's, you know, we'd rather have a lefty face the Dodgers than a righty, I guess. But, uh, you know, I just – I don't ever roster pitchers against the Dodgers. It's just no real upside. It's another lineup that's deep. They don't strike out much. They're just so good. I mean, where is the upside here? So, for me, it's uh, absolutely not. Even an ace versus the Dodgers at a discount is something I'm not really interested in. So, Lucchese's a pass for me. 
Yeah, like, you know, the, they're probably going to still have Bellinger, Muncie um, in there, but, like, Pollock's back gives them another good righty. Like, they have enough right-handed bats now. Like, Turner's so good against righties. Like, they have enough righties in this lineup that the only reason you might take a shot on Luke AC here is because this is the first game out of cores and they got to adjust back. But that's really the only reason that you'd take a shot on Luke AC. You know, Clayton Kershaw on the other side of this game, you know, when we look at the Padres – they're very right-handed heavy. They got plenty of right-handed bats. They're they're really solid against righties. Um, what are we doing here with Kershaw? I think we could definitely play him. I think he's a nice pivot off of Cole. Um, certainly doesn't have the upside of the strikeout ability of Cole anymore. And we know the Padres strike out a ton versus righties, but uh, not as much versus lefties, but still quite a bit. They're still, what, top 10, maybe eight or ninth most versus lefties. So the potential's here. I think it's more of a contrarian play. You mentioned Stevie this lineup can get very right-handed heavy, and there's power in there. You know, Tatis and Machado and Renfro and Myers, uh, who should see some more bats too. And same with Margot maybe now with uh, with the trade of uh, Fran Mel Reyes there, but uh, although he wasn't playing a whole lot. Um, a lot of power right hand is the point I'm getting at here. So Kershaw is likely to go up a home run or two, but I still think he cruises. I still think it's an easy quality start with probably K per inning. We've seen Kershaw in his last few starts kind of ramp up the Ks a little bit. He had nine in his last start, ten before that. So um, – I really like Kershaw tonight. I wish we were getting more of a discount. As you kind of mentioned that with uh, and not much of a discount to Cole, it's an easy play, and I agree. I wish we were getting a bigger discount here, but uh, Kershaw's been very good, and uh, I will have exposure in GBPs just because I want to get, uh, get a pivot off of Cole here, and I like it. Yeah, like if you're playing multiple teams, you have to play some Kershaw. Like you just don't go 100% Cole. Like I still like Cole more, but you, you talked about it. The strikeout upside's there. Like he has at least seven strikeouts in five straight games put up at least 25 fantasy points in four straight games. Like, you know, one of those games was against the Padres at home. Well, guess what? He's at home against the Padres. It's the same matchup. They don't have Fran Mil Reyes in there. Um, was one of the bats that was good against lefties. So, yeah, this lineup can beat him. Like, there's some bats in here that are good against left-handed pitching. Um, but it's a spot that, like, I, I, don't, I don't mind maybe playing a couple of these bats. Really low-owned Padres here against Kershaw, but um, Kershaw is definitely the second-best option on the slate. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Padres' bats that you kind of want to play here, it's, it's probably Tatis, it's Machado, it's Renfro. It's the three guys that can hit home runs and get on base and do stuff here. Yeah, if there's a Will Myers sighting, I don't mind that as well. But, yeah, you're bang on. Those are the guys you're looking at. Good old Will Myers, 3,300. He, he should be back in the lineup. Like, they're going to yeah. have to play him now that they move Reyes. And he's dirt cheap. So, uh, as far as the Dodgers go here, um, I really like Pollock. Pollock is really cheap. Like, he's 3,600, should bat leadoff here. He's not really a pinch hit risk. Like, Tyler White will be in there, and that's, like, the biggest pinch hit risk. Like, Jock will probably come in when a righty's in there. But I like Pollock a lot at 3,600. Yeah, I love him too. You know, you probably you know you got Justin Turner's also mashing lefties. You talk about Muncie and Bellinger being in there, but these guys hit lefties well too. So it's not like that's a bonus for Luke Casey. You could certainly throw them in if you're stacking. I wouldn't leave Muncie or Bellinger off, but uh, you know, there's a few more right-handed options in that Dodgers lineup. But it, for me, it's an easy top four of Pollock, Muncie, Turner, Bellinger, and obviously Pollock and Turner are the two bats you want to key in on. I don't even hate those guys in cash. They both murder lefties. I'm okay if you can get there in cash, site-dependent, obviously, where the price point is. But in GPPs, it's, uh, that top four of the Dodgers is very an interesting late-night stack because I don't know that a lot of people are going to stack the Dodgers versus the Casey. All right, uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. We're going to start with a guy under 8K on the main slate to get six or more strikeouts. 
Ooh, six or more. I wish Salazar was going longer. I would have said him, but I'll go with uh, I'll go with Wojciechowski. All right, I'm gonna take my boy, man. I'm taking um, Freed. I All think right. there's gonna be too many lefties in there. Uh, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. That's an interesting one. Uh, I'll go John Lester. If you're gonna take Lester, I'm gonna take Flaherty. Those are the two answers. Either guy should get over. <laughs> um, when there's only four options and two yeah. of them are Kershaw and and um, cool, <laughs> it's pretty easy. Uh, give me a guy over 4K to get a home run today. I was gonna go with JD Martinez. I know that's your boy. I don't know if I'm taking him from you or not. If that's your guy, I'll go with Bogarts. No, you can have JD. That's fine. I'm gonna take Paul Goldschmidt. I'm going to take the guy that has a million home runs over the last 10 years. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, give me a guy under K, under 4K to get two hits today. I had him earlier, and I forget who he was now. Let me just scroll down and see. Do you remember who I said to you earlier by chance? Well, you said Belt, and he wasn't oh, on the plate. Oh, that's who it was. Bobo Shet for a multi-hit game. That's what I was going to do. Um, give me Enciarte. He's rolling right now. He's 3,700 facing Descalfani. Um, and give me a stack to score six or more runs. Six or more runs. I mean, it's got to be Boston, right? That seems like the safest play. It's a bit of a cop-out, I know. But, I, I mean, if I'm going to pick anybody to score six or more, I'll take Boston. Um, something sneaky I will take as a stack. I'll take Baltimore. All right. I'm going to say Atlanta. The more I think about it, the more I like the Atlanta stack today. But, you know, the last time I got all over Atlanta, it was last week towards the end of the week, and then they didn't start hitting until the weekend when I was working on NASCAR stuff. So hopefully it doesn't happen again. But Pepsi, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I mean, it was uh, it's a couple of interesting slates. They both should be fun. It's uh, it's nice to be back on here. And it looks like I'm back on tomorrow night, going back-to-back uh, nights here. So that should, be, that should be fun as well. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for the morning grind. Uh, we'll be back talking some more baseball tomorrow. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you then.